Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. An encouraging immutable truth of God that we often forget in our Christian life is His guidance toward our lives. Before knowing Christ, we were going astray and we did not seek His counsel. If you go to the next slide, we'll see this verse here. And I hope uh, uh, the scripture helps us understand who we were before. All right, we already read that, I'm sorry. And if you could just keep up with me. All right, let's look at verse 10 through 12 here. It says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not how many? One, all right? No, not one, in the sense that there is nobody. In verse 11, there is none that understandeth, and there is none that seeketh after God, and they are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable, and there is none that doeth good. How many? No, not one. You know, as we think about this scripture, it is very obvious that before we met the Lord Jesus Christ, we were just everywhere, and that we were just doing the things that we wished to do, and, and, uh, and a lot of our focus has been, always been about us, and it wasn't about Christ, and we did not seek his counsel, and we were in every way going astray in our sins, and uh, also the Bible says that we were without a shepherd, and a shepherd always guides his sheep, the Bible says in First Peter chapter 2, verse 25, and let's read this together, ready? For ye were as sheep going astray. And, uh, you know, uh, we were sheep going astray. We were lost sheep, and, and we were out there in the wilderness. But, thank God, the shepherd found us. And, uh, uh, but, as we think about the scripture and the previous uh, 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 passage as well, uh, let us uh, conclude the fact before uh, salvation, we weren't seeking him, and we were all gone out of the way, and we were as sheep going astray, and we were truly lost, and, and we had no no guide or direction. Like the people in the book of Judges, the Bible says in Judges 21, 25, it says, in those days there were no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And you see, because there was no, uh, there was no leader and a person who was guiding, uh, I guess, the people of uh, Israel, everyone did everything in their own, uh, everything right in their own eyes. And, and there were no, there were no person to look up to. And as we think about the scripture, spiritually speaking, in our own soul, in our own lives before salvation, you see, we didn't. We were leaderless, and uh, and uh, we did not. Ha- we did not have a shepherd in front of us and guiding us, and we didn't allow him because we didn't trust him as our personal savior. But thank God for His glorious salvation, Amen. And thank God that He sought us. Thank God He came to seek and to save that which was lost two thousand years ago, and that uh, we trusted in Him and we invited Him in our hearts, and that uh, uh, we believe that He died for our sins and that He was buried and that He rose again. And if you go to the next slide, we think about First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-five. It read, "For you were a sheep going astray." And then it, uh, Peter finishes uh, this verse. It says, "But are now returned unto the who." The shepherd and uh, who? The bishop of your souls. You see, he is our shepherd. And he wishes to 
pastor us and, uh, and, and he is the chief shepherd and we need to rely on him and, and he wishes to protect us and, and guide us. And, and also the Bible says that he is our bishop. He wishes to oversee us and he is not careless in this matter and, but more careful where we go and what we do for him. And our lives cannot be left to chance. And we can in no way try to uh, uh, direct our lives uh, uh, by having a chance to be our guide or maybe uh, 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 things that would just happen coincidentally. And, and uh, I think about our lives, our births were not by chance, and, and our born-again experience, trusting Christ as our Savior, was not left to chance. And and, uh, and and with that reasoning, why should our daily decision and direction and purpose be left to chance? And the uh, story is told of a man who uses method of chance. And uh, and ironic, ironically, he was using the Bible to do so. And he was trying to find out God's direction for his life. So he decided to open the Bible in a random way with his eyes closed. Okay, and with his eyes closed, uh, he would uh, land his index finger on a page that was turned to, and he would think of that scripture or maybe meditate upon it and see if that's what the Lord wanted to do. And he did this three times. And if you go to the next slide, number one, uh, the first passage he turned to, and uh, as he was blinded, the Bible said he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And he thought for a moment, and uh, he couldn't believe what he read, and and, uh, and, 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 he, and he got a little bit frightened, and uh, he was not sure of how to apply this verse in his life. So he did it again, and closed his eyes, and then he turned to another scripture, and he didn't know where, because he had his eyes closed, and he put his in this finger down, and he turned to Luke chapter 10, verse 37, which you read, then said Jesus unto him, go down and do likewise. And then the uh, man was quite startled, and so in trying to find relief, he decided to turn to one more place, and again, he opened the Bible at a random place, and in his horror, his finger uh, fell upon John thirteen twenty seven, which read, Then Jesus said unto him, That thou doest do quickly. <laughs> You know, as we think about this uh, 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 analogy and or maybe illustration, you know, it's very obvious that we don't need to uh, in every way uh, uh, make decision uh, by chance or coincidence. And, and let us make sure that uh, uh, we realize our God is not, is not an author of confusion. And he does everything decently and in order. And we must search the scripture daily and we must find out his truth and his light. And you know, the Bible says that his word is like a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And, and the word of God wants to tell you where you are in life. And the word of God wants to tell you where you need to go. And you see, he is our guide, my friend. And he has given us a scripture so that we're not ignorant of his guidance, but but be more sure of his direction and his care and his comfort in our lives. And, and God wishes to lead us and to guide us. And may we not seek chance, but may we truly seek the Lord. And to seek the Lord is to live by faith. And, uh, you know, faith has an object or a person attached to it, whereas chance Chances do not. And our God is not doing things by chance or reacting to events because he is a sovereign God who has his will and his plan. 
And I think about Romans chapter 9. I think we had this on the slide as well. I thank you for keeping up with me. I appreciate that sound, man. And if you look at verse 19 to 21, it says, That will say then, uh, then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault for who had resisted his will? In verse 20, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Had not the potter power over the who? The clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. And it's talk, in the context, he's talking about Israelites and the Gentile comparison. But I think about the application. It says in verse 21, had not the potter uh, power over the clay. Remember that he is the potter and that we are his clay. And the potter knows what he is doing. And the potter knows what he is making. And the potter knows what the end product will be. And the potter does not make a mistake, God's people say. And thank God for a sovereign potter who knows what he's doing today. And may we not fight the potter. I think about uh, 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 John MacArthur. I don't, in every sense, agree with everything uh, in his books or maybe his teaching. But I thank God that he stood up for uh, the gospel in many of the CNN interviews and and the media interviews. And, And he was very strong about that Jesus Christ is the only way. I appreciate that. And uh, in his book, King God Bless America, states that America wants God's blessing but not God. And then he says, our nation has systematically pushed them out of the national consciousness, rejecting biblical morality, ignoring his word, and relying on the political entertainment political and entertainment arenas for moral guidance. The result is that we have become a bankrupt nation financially, morally, and spiritually as uh, uh, politicians, economists, and sociologists scramble to find a cure for the nation's woes. God has provided America with this prescription in his word. What's he saying? Uh, What Mr. MacArthur is basically saying is that, hey, as a nation, we have forgotten to look at the person who would truly help us. And we've been distracted with different policies and, and maybe uh, a government's direction and maybe uh, uh, the president's direction or maybe uh, 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 the Congress's direction and, and whatever the law is passed. Hey, that's how we will be blessed. But we know there's only one person that could bless a nation, and he's our God. And we need to make sure that we give him honor and glory, and not just as a nation, but as individuals. And that we say, Lord, we're the clay, and you are our potter. Mold me and make me. And if it need me, melt me. Break me as well. And we need to make sure we have that sensitivity and that we let the Lord guide us. And uh, we are guilty, my friend. Our nation's guilty. And, and Christians uh, everywhere are somewhat guilty in not trusting the Lord and not uh, uh, letting Him guide us. And we need His guidance every single day of our lives. So how can we grow up in His guidance today? I'd like to share with you three spiritual attributes of a guided Christian. So first of all, if you're taking notes in your bulletin this morning, we think about reliance today. Reliance, and uh, in verse number 5, and uh, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not 
unto thy own understanding. Notice the place where we need to trust the Lord. It is the heart. That's what the Bible says. And we need to trust the Lord with how much of our hearts? All of our hearts. And then Proverbs chapter 23, verse 26, the Bible says, My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God and with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And it's very obvious that God wants all of our lives. And God wants all of our minds. God wants all of our strengths. God wants, most importantly, all of our hearts. And the heart is a place of purpose and direction and the cause of everything that we do. And God wants our heart today. Oh, when we trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, didn't we place our faith in Him uh, uh, with all of our hearts? And I hope we all did, and that's what salvation called for, and we need to uh, believe him with all of our hearts. I think about what Philip asked Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8, verse 37. It said, and Philip said, if thou believest, half-heartedly? No. If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. Talking about baptism. Hey, you can be baptized if you believe him with all of your heart. And that's how we trusted Christ our Savior. With all of our hearts, as much as we have trusted in Christ for salvation and for heaven, why not place that same trust in Him with all of our hearts in every single uh, 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 direction of our lives? And notice in this text it reads, And lean not unto thy own understanding. You see, the greatest enemy that we have is our own selves. And our own understanding, our own reasoning, our own imaginations. The Word of God says in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, Jesus Christ says, Hey, love me with all of your heart, but it continues on to say, And with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Not only does God want your heart, God wants your mind. God wants you to let go of all reasoning. God wants you to let go of every question and doubt. And God wants you to trust Him, even though it does not make sense. You see, our reliance must not be in our minds, because our minds are always in every way questioning things and doubting things. And, and we got to make sure we surrender our hearts. And I believe when we do so, our minds will also follow through. And we must be surrendered to God Almighty. And with our own understanding, my friend, we truly limit the Lord. And we need to sincerely trust the Lord beyond our own understanding. And our prayer helps us with that. In Philippians chapter 4, if you go to the next slide, and uh, look what it says here. Be careful for how many things? Nothing. Don't worry about anything. And many times we're full of things that we worry about. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, thank God for that, shall keep your heart, protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God wants you to obey. God wants you to surrender your reasoning today. And that he will keep your hearts and mind protected in the ways of the Lord Jesus. 
And uh, you might not be uh, uh, in every way spiritual in your thinking, or maybe spiritual in your direction uh, and where the heart leads you. But I guarantee you, if you just surrender all, I believe that God will keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. That's all it takes. And, uh, you know, what a simple God that we have. He doesn't make it complex at all. And the reason why it's so complex is because we're complex, okay? We make it harder than it should. And God wants us to make sure we surrender all and that we follow him and God will take care of the rest. And he wants your heart, uh, my friend. He wants you to rely on him, not just half-heartedly or partially, but uh, 100%. And he wants you to lay all on the altar Many years ago, the director of the George Mueller Foundation told of God's perfect timing and the provision of guidance and resources. The foundation had been requested to commence a new child care project, which required great commitment and time and resources. And the trustees decided that they couldn't go ahead unless they received clear direction from the Lord, so they committed the need to God in prayer. Now, if you don't know what you know, George Mueller Foundation is, George Mueller basically started an orphanage and, uh, in England and then uh, and multiplied, and, and there were several hundred orphans uh, living under his care, and, and many of the needs, actually all of the needs, were met through prayer, and, and he didn't raise any support, and he didn't uh, go uh, to different uh, areas out there and, and trying to have fundraising. No, uh, he just trusted the Lord, and, and uh, at one point, uh, uh, they were out of bread, uh, they were out of milk, actually, and then uh, 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 at the breakfast table, uh, uh, they were praying for milk, and they didn't know where it was going to come from. And then after prayer was done, there was a knock at the door. And then the milk, it was a milkman. And the milkman said, hey, my wagon over here that was delivering milk to all these homes is broken right now. And if I just let it sit here, it's going to rot. Do you want it? And, uh, you know, God did miraculous things like that for George Mueller back in those days. And, uh, but uh, they were having some, I guess, some needs for the foundation after George Mueller's passing. And, and the day came for a decision to be made, but no definite leading had been received. And on the day of their meeting, a substantial sum was received from a donor earmarked for a, such a project. And what was more remarkable, not only the fact that it was provided on that day of the meeting, but was that the gift had been designated over 20 years before. But, became, but because of the legal problems over the state, it just now became available for the George Mueller Foundation. You see, God knew 20 years ago that the trustees will pray over the needs concerning their foundation, concerning the orphanage there. And uh, God knew all that. So he planned along for 20 years. And then when the time came for the need, God provided for them. You see, it was beyond their own understanding, wasn't it? And you see, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have that kind of testimony today where you receive some things from the Lord because you truly uh, uh, and fully trust the Lord with all of your heart and you didn't know where it was going to come from and you didn't know what was going to happen in relationship and you don't know what kind of network, but God was doing something in those days and God was doing something in previous years so that you could have your needs met. And I want you to understand that God is beyond time. He is in eternity. 
And our reasoning is always, in every sense, uh, it is in sequence of time. Oh, this didn't work out in the past, so you won't work now. But, hey, God is beyond our time. He looks at everything from the beginning to the end. Okay? So he is not limited in that way. So do not uh, falsely accuse God of uh, having limitations. No, my friend, he is infinite understanding, and we could truly trust him. And I was having Bible study on Friday night with three college students at Carroll's. And, and uh, uh, one thing, uh, uh, you know, one thing led after the other. And, and uh, we kind of rabbit trail a little bit. And, and uh, we talked about some different uh, doctrine and some questions that they had. And it's amazing. A lot of these college students have a lot of questions. And, uh, you know, we have to kind of refer to the Bible. But there are some questions that we cannot answer because in every way we'll understand it when we go, when we go in eternity. And, uh, and uh, I told the college student, this is the exciting part of it all, that we can reverence God who is beyond our understanding. And, uh, you know, if you can understand everything about the Lord, hey, where is a room for faith, right? And where is a room where we could truly uh, see miraculous things done? And I believe that secret things do belong unto the Lord, as the Bible says in Deuteronomy 29, 29. And the things that, but the things that we have been received by our Lord, then we need to commit ourselves to them and then observe to do them. And uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, let us make sure we rely on the Lord and we limit God by our own understanding. We question His timing when He is in eternity. We question His power when He is omnipotent. We question His reasons when He is omniscient. We question His promises when He is immutable and when He is never changing. Our own understanding is not uh, a concrete, nor is it reliable, my friend. And let us put that aside. And the only person who is reliable... It's our Savior, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords who knows what he is doing. Someone has once said, if you're on the next slide, man gives advice, God gives guidance. And, uh, you know, a man could give uh, all the different advices in the world, but God is the one with the concrete guidance. And uh, many people could have their own opinions about things and where you should go and what you should do. And thank God for counsel. And, and in the multitude of counsel, there is what? Safety. And I believe in counsels and counseling. And I think you need that. But in every way, uh, I believe all my heart, we need to rely on the Lord, not man. And we got to make sure that we let the Lord guide us. And, and He is the only uh, concrete uh, foundation of our faith that we could trust in. So let us make sure we place our trust in Him and that we let Him guide us. So with that, secondly, not only reliance, but number two, recognition. Okay, recognition. And verse 6, In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Acknowledge meaning take recognition of him. And old sailor repeatedly got lost at sea. And how frustrating. So his friends gave him a compass and urged him to take it and to use it. The next he went out on his boat. He followed their advice and took the compass with him. But as usual, he, be- he became hopelessly confused and was unable to find the land. Finally, he once again 
was rescued by his friends. Disgusted and impatient with him, the friends asked, Why didn't you use the compass we gave you? You could have saved us a lot of trouble. The old sailor responded, I didn't dare to. Uh, I didn't dare to. I wanted to go north, but as hard as I tried to make the needle aim in that direction, it just kept pointing southeast. In every sense, he was trying to uh, uh, force the compass to trust him rather than him trusting the compass. That's what happened. And uh, many times we try to force God to uh, uh, maybe meet uh, our expectations or our reasoning, but that's not the case, ladies and gentlemen. We need to recognize that he is our master and he is our Lord and that he is our compass. And we need to look down sometimes and see where the Lord wants us to be led to. And, uh, you know, uh, to remember the Lord's prayer is, Thy will be done, not thou will be done my way. Okay? It's thy will be done. Not my will, but thine be done. I'll acknowledge that he is Lord. He is the Lord of our lives, He's the Lord of our homes, He's the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. And all the way acknowledge Him, the Bible says. And I think about what the servant of Abraham said. I love it. And uh, as he went to venture out to look for a spouse for Isaac, and he didn't know who he was going to meet and where uh, they were going to be. But he says, after he met uh, uh, the lady, Rebecca, and also the family, he said, I being in the way, the Lord led. I like that scripture. You know, I being in the way, the Lord led me. And I just trust the Lord, and then the Lord led me to where I need to go and who I need to meet. In Psalm 37, verse 5, Commit that way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. You see, it has all to do with faith, my friend. And as you recognize him, as you acknowledge him, and everywhere you go, I believe that he will lead you in the right path. Oh, let us trust him, and let us place our faith in him. And let us see what the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings can do in our lives. So with that reliance, and then secondly, we have recognition. And then number three, we have removal. Removal. In verse number 7, Be now wise in thy own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Remove yourself from evil, depart from it. And I read this past week in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, I think it's in the slides, let's read it together, ready? Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way, and the sin which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And as we think about the scripture, it, uh, it's very clear. It says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin was thus so easily beset us. And we cannot walk with patience, and we cannot finish the race in a, 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 a mature, in a godly way, unless we put aside some weights and some sins. We've got to remove those. And by removing them, I believe that we'll be able to look unto our Savior. And uh, it's not on the screen, but in the next verse, the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, if you remove our weights and the sins that really hinders us from going forward and trusting the Lord, 
And, uh, you know, if you remove those, we were able to focus better. We were able to focus on our Savior, Jesus Christ. And what's hindering you from leaning on him today? What's in the way of going forward for the Lord? And may we truly be surrendered to his guidance. And uh, let us make sure that we uh, give everything to our Lord and and our minds and our strength, even in our hearts. And, And let us make sure that we truly have our God, have all of us. So I'd like to end with... Hudson Taylor's writing on guidance today, and uh, uh, I just have one quote in the screen here, but let me just give you the whole paragraph. It does not matter where he places me now or, or how, that is rather for him to consider than for me. For the easiest position, he must give grace, and the most uh, difficult, his grace is sufficient. So if God places me in great perplexity, must he not give me much guidance? In positions of great difficulty, much grace. In circumstances of great pressure and trial, much strength. As to work, mine was never so plentiful, so responsible, or so difficult, but the weight and strain are all gone. And I like the last quote here. His resources resources are mine, for he is mine. I like that. And, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is yours. He is your Savior. You invited him in. That means he could provide anything in any way, all the needs that you might have. Relationship issues, family issues, financial issues, I don't know, uh, uh, future goals or career, I don't know what it is. And maybe health issue too. And I believe God would take care of all those things if you just let him guide you. And let us make sure that we remove the sin and the ways. And let us make sure that in every way we recognize him, acknowledge him, that he is Lord and that we are his servants and that we are his children. And also rely on him, not just partially, but with all of your hearts. Does God have all of you? We have all of God. God died on that cross for our sins. He gave all of himself to us. And when the Holy Spirit dwells within us, he dwells with us in a full way, not just partially. We have all of God. God has been very gracious, but does God have all of you? That is a good question for all of us to consider. Maybe that's why you're not being guided today. Maybe that's why you're in every way fighting the Lord. Oh, I want to encourage you, don't fight the Lord. Just be led by Him. And I believe you'll find that He's gracious, He is loving, and that He truly cares for you. And whatever you do and wherever you go, He wants to guide you in all things. And when He is our shepherd, as David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Would you say that with me? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And what a wonderful verse. And let us commit that in our hearts today.